Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. It amazes me how many people overlook this one factor or strategy that time and time again has proved to be essential to success in the cryptocurrency markets. In today's call, I'm going to tell you what you absolutely have to do before 2023 if your intention is to build wealth through crypto in 2023. Again, I'm amazed no one is talking about this, how many people know about this deep down but completely ignore when it comes to their crypto strategies and investing and trading and whatever. So a really important call for today. If you've ever listened to these calls before, you'll know that this is a responsible, trustworthy account. So we begin every single call by looking at the charts. You can't start your day in cryptocurrency without looking at the charts, especially when they are as volatile as they are currently. BTC around about neutral on the 24 hour, trading around about the 16.5K level. Could be worse considering the extent of damage we've seen in the cryptocurrency markets recently. Ethereum in contrast up about 2% on the 24 hour, currently trading just below the 1.2K level. This is when we need a sort of magnet to pull it up. Um, Of course, Ethereum has been a bit quirky. We know that the FTX hacker was selling a lot of Ethereum, causing a lot of sell pressure there. So maybe we're just seeing a bit of a correction now, perhaps as some of the impact of that has passed. One of our biggest movers is of course Curve DAO token. We spoke about this a lot in yesterday's call, the specific factors leading to this, their new stablecoin announcement, and the short position that was very well discussed on crypto Twitter recently. And our big losers are uh, Ethereum Proof of Work and Chili's token. Surprised to see Chili's there actually. I did think that perhaps in the uh, current World Cup FIFA environment, Chili's would be printing a bit of a rally, but maybe there was just a bit of a disproportionate amount of buy pressure in the run up to the event, such that we're seeing a bit of a correction now. But more on this later. So the charts today are looking okay, but of course the question at the heart of this call is how we can prepare for the future. So I will shortly be telling you exactly what I think everyone needs to be doing before 2023 in order to have success throughout 2023, but very quickly I'm also going to talk you through the headlines right now. To ignore the headlines in the cryptocurrency markets right now would be just as responsible, if not more, as ignoring the charts. There is simply no telling what you can wake up to in this market, which giant is under pressure, insolvency, bankruptcy. So let's just make sure we're aware of what's going on today. The first thing I want to make sure everyone has a bit of a awareness of is what's going on with sports tokens. With the collapse of FTX taking the headlines over the last few weeks, it has been easy to forget that the World Cup, one of the most extraordinary sporting events in the world, is happening right now. For context, the World Cup is a football, not soccer tournament that puts the world's greatest international teams head-to-head once every four years. This year's tournament is unique not only because it's being held in the winter, but because we can study many related cryptos and NFT elements. The player of the match thus far is Fan Tokens. If you haven't heard of them before, fan tokens are essentially another way for football clubs to generate revenue from diehard fans. Fan tokens give fans access to membership perks such as exclusive promotions, merchandise, or events. These tokens provide an admittedly unorthodox form of fan engagement akin to exclusive club membership and some clubs even allow token holders to vote on minor decisions such as the jersey designs. 
Fan tokens are built on the Chili's protocol, which is a fork of the Ethereum blockchain. Many of the clubs offering fan tokens have done so through Sokios, which organizes the initial sale and the subsequent trading of fan tokens. It typically pays football clubs a minimum sum, as well as shares a percentage of the revenue generated from fan token sales on its app. During the initial sale, fan tokens are sold at a fixed price, after which they go to the secondary market. If the token sale reaches a certain threshold, the company profits from the subsequent trading fees and takes a 50% commission from the sale of each token, the balance is transferred to the club. This area of cryptocurrency markets is picking up interest, so it is worth taking a little look at. Just a few more headlines until we go into our 2023 strategy. It looks like there's more crypto that is stuck in certain places, unfortunately. So we all know about the Ethereum merge. Uh, Those who staked Ethereum before the merge and the block validation process were promised accrued rewards in exchange for their funds being locked up in the Beacon Chain smart contract until the next upgrade. With the current climate, some are now wondering when exactly they will get their staked ETH back. Rumors emerged on Twitter that the Ethereum Foundation would be pushing back its timeline for staked ETH to be withdrawn from the beacon chain. Ethereum developers have agreed that they aim to allow staked ETH withdrawals as part of the Shanghai upgrade. There is no official date for this upgrade as of now. The Ethereum Foundation said that 6 to 12 months is the historical average time between upgrades on Ethereum. I don't see why this upgrade would take longer, but we're not far enough in the process to talk about main net deployment dates. A DevOps engineer at the Ethereum Foundation said, I don't see a scenario in which withdrawals don't get shipped in the next fork. The Shanghai upgrade is not a single issue upgrade, of course, you can stay up to date with the planning issues. As of right now, there is no real piece of evidence to suggest that those who staked are getting rugged. It is though understandable, given the current volatile climate, that people begin to wonder whether they will still have access to those promised withdrawals. I'll keep an eye on this story for you, bringing relevant updates when necessary. Now, what is any piece of content in this marketplace that doesn't at least slightly touch on FTX? The Bahamas regulators have defended FTX's actions as bankruptcy tensions mount. Court-appointed liquidators for FTX in the Bahamas agreed to transfer the case to Delaware earlier this week. Yet, tensions remain between FTX and authorities in the Bahamas, and now the country's regulator has accused FTX's new management of making inaccurate allegations. And for the real cherry on top, Sam Bankman-Fried says he'll speak at the New York conference. I'll be speaking with Andrew Roskin at the DealBook Summit next Wednesday. This man has quite literally stolen billions from customers, and is comfy in the Bahamas, playing video games, and now, apparently, going to an event by the New York Times, which, of course, wrote his puff piece. Any other person who did these kind of things would now be in court cases or in prison. I wonder in whose interest it is to keep SBF happy and quiet. Charts done, headlines done, hopefully you can see why it was very important that we open the call with these really essential updates. Anyways, time has come. We're going to talk about what you should be doing before 2023 and throughout 2023 to build wealth through crypto. My personal background is in macroeconomics. A few years ago, I would not really leverage that background too heavily when looking at crypto. But today and last year and into next year, if you ignore macro data points, you are essentially investing and trading blind in the cryptocurrency markets. Take price action right now. One of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges has collapsed. Other companies are collapsing that are also pretty damn big. And yet 
the BTC price is more or less holding its ground. This is because of macro positive factors that are propping the price up. For example, crypto prices followed the equity markets, which closed higher yesterday after minutes, uh, minutes is just a written record, from the Federal Open Market Committee, or FOMC, revealed that banks officials might be receptive to slowing interest rate increases from their recent diet of 75 basis points. So every time there's an FOMC meeting, at first everyone is looking at the uh, speech by Jerome Powell, which is broadcasted live, uh, the Q&A, and then afterwards people are waiting for the minutes. Uh, these are long, about 12 pages, this most recent one, and they quite literally read every single word, dissecting it, trying to get a sense for whether the overall sentiment is dovish or hawkish, where of course dovish leans on the side of reducing interest rates, and hawkish leans on the side of increasing interest rates. Now, if I were to ask you which scenario is better for cryptocurrency, the answer is dovish. Lower interest rates are generally better for cryptocurrency. More on that later. First, let's look at some of the statements that were particularly promising in the minutes. Here's the first one. A number of participants observed that as monetary policy approached a stance that was sufficiently restrictive to achieve the committee's goals, it would become appropriate to slow the pace, yay, of increase in the target range for the federal funds rates, the minutes read. In addition, a substantial majority of participants judged that a slowing in the pace of increase would likely soon be appropriate. So for the first time in a long time, Jerome Powell and the Fed are actually telling us that there's going to be a pivot, that they are ready to start reducing the rate of interest rate increases. So we've already established that BTC has picked up a bit of bid pressure from the minutes. We can also look at a different data point to add confluence to that. The dollar index has also been trading downwards. The dollar index is a safe haven asset. This tends to do better when people don't want risk. So if it's going down, that means there's a bit more risk appetite, which bodes well with the fact that BTC is seeing a bit of bid pressure because of course BTC is a risk asset. And finally, the probability of a 50 basis point hike at the next Fed meeting is 75%. And 50 basis points is less aggressive than the 75 basis point hikes we've been seeing for the last few meetings. So my overall point here really is that before 2023, because we've got another meeting coming up on the 14th of December, and throughout 2023, because these events happen every single month, it's essential you start understanding how interest rates impact cryptocurrency markets. Because every single market participant's focus in the entire world is going to be on interest rates, inflation, of course, these two are correlated, and how they feed through to risk assets like cryptocurrency, but also stocks, S&P 500, tech heavy, Dow Jones, etc. And you know, you could rightfully say to me, Kim, how do you know that BTC is a risk asset? What data do you have to back that? I would say fair play, good question. And then I would uh, point out this graph that we have from Bloomberg, which shows the Bitcoin and equities versus bonds since 2013. And it's very clear to see that there's a close correlation between Bitcoin and risk assets, meaning we can say that Bitcoin, at least from an empirical data perspective, seems to be correlated with risk assets. And we know that risk assets do better when interest rates are lower. And finally, we're just now getting the feeling that interest rates might start getting lower. So things are looking pretty good. Now, if you're a bit like me and like getting into the nitty gritty of things, I'll quickly talk you through uh, how interest rates actually impact assets, okay? So if interest rates go higher, 
interest rates are not some uh, difficult thing to imagine. Just think about uh, how much it's going to cost you to borrow something and how much you're going to earn in a deposit on the bank, right? So when the interest rates are higher, it's more expensive to borrow, obviously. Uh, that means that mortgage payments are higher because they're usually uh, linked to an interest rate with a bit of a buffer. Uh, it's more attractive to save when you're going to get more interest and it's more expensive to borrow. And the dollar is going to look more attractive because everything is a bit more risky. It, there's less reward in investing and spending and you might want to have a safe haven asset like the dollar. Then you have reduced investment, consumption, housing prices fall, the dollar appreciates as we've been seeing and economic growth slows, inflation slows and the appetite for risky assets slows. That's the scenario we've been in all of this year. It's been a constant dark cloud on BTC and finally the sun is somewhat shining through. So really, my bottom line for you is the following. Always know when the next FOMC meeting is coming. This will impact the cryptocurrency markets if you believe that BTC behaves as a risk asset. Next one's coming up in 20 days. And for each mentioned meeting, have an idea of which way the markets are leaning. This isn't a crystal ball, it's not definite, but it will give you a bit of an indication. And factor that into your BTC spending investing portfolios. If you know that at the next FOMC meeting, there's going to be this huge aggressive interest rate hike, you can expect some pressure on BTC prices. Or if it looks like they are going to be uh, smaller interest rate hikes or even interest rate cuts, although that's a long way away, then you know that things are looking better overall for risky assets. Not having a sense for the interest rate environment or the macroeconomic environment, it's kind of like going outside with sunglasses without even looking to see if it's sunny. Sayonara and maya salamati. I have to dedicate today's goodbyes to Japanese and Arabic for the killer performances they had in the FIFA World Cup. Very nice.